It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonjour, bonsoir. Good evening. Comment allez-vous? Oh, je vais bien. Et toi? I don't even know what I just said. What did I say? You said, how are you? Oh, that's nice. Comment okay. allez-vous? Uh, oh, okay. And I said, and you, et toi? I'm very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good evening. Good Monday evening on The Rendezvous where we talk about love and dating and romance. You know, yesterday, Simon, uh, we had a little family brunch. We did a little get-together. You and I, our producer Jill and her boyfriend, and my husband was there as well, Jason. The one and only. Uh, The one and only. (laughs) And we got into some interesting relationship conversations. (laughs) We did. Many of which we're going to use on this show today. Uh, Apparently. Because a lot of these topics... uh, were up for debate and they were interesting and uh, we learn new things all the time whenever we hang out. (laughs) But my husband told a story about one of the things I got irritated about one time that Mm -hmm. had to do with his Facebook and I'm wondering if I'm the only one that feels this way. I I can't be the only one that feels this way. I might have been a little too extra. Let's put it that way. Let's tell the story. This was early in our relationship so I'm going to tell the story when we come back. Um, okay. We'll have more time to discuss it. I because I want to discuss it again. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Uh, this is another episode of How Crazy Is Angie? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Phone lines are open, 855-905-8255. So I started the story about how we went to brunch yesterday, Simon. Yeah, we did. A little family brunch yesterday, the whole show. And and my husband, Jill, our producer, her boyfriend was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started talking about crazy things um, (laughs) that you get upset with your spouse over. Jealousy. And a lot of it has to do with social media. A lot of times things can be misconstrued. Yeah. Misunderstood on social, misunderstood on social media, especially if you don't know uh, people that your mate is friending. And one time, my husband, I was looking at his Facebook, had friended the woman who is his waxer, like she waxes right. his back. No biggie. <laughs> okay, right. so, yes, biggie. Because why is your waxer? This is an Here intimate moment. It's in the spa, and it's all this, you know, like, new agey, relaxing music, and it's in the dark, and he's got his shirt off. Like, why is Just she... Just his back, Angie. It seems a little unprofessional, though. His shirt is still off. Like, why is she friending <laughs> him on Facebook? Um, later, I found out that she was no threat, but at first, I was a little bit confused by that. You mm-hmm. don't think that's strange? If, if your significant other, Simon had suddenly these new male friends, one of which saw them in a very, I don't know, intimate area, you wouldn't be like, what's going yeah. on? Why? So he, here's the argument, to be fair to Jason. And, yes. And really, it's that, and I'm a guy. Okay, so there's a big difference between what happens with women and the waxing and somebody getting his back waxed. Okay? Right. I found no erotism whatsoever or anything erotic. Right. About, so... So first of all, so I think also what she did by you know a friend him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was at all you know weird. I think like she reached out to him like to a customer, like really. a client, like yeah, she wants to maintain her maintain clients and just say like and, and be right, friendly. Right. You saw it at first, to be honest. I as did. What's up? Yeah, and I don't want to confuse it. I don't think that she was like waxing my husband's back hair, going, "Oh my God, he's so sexy." I'm sure that estheticians in, good shape. in that environment are probably you see that kind of stuff all the time. It's no big deal, whatever. Yeah. However, I mean, she's hot, so that had something to do. With now we're talking. Uh huh. But then I got to know her. And I was like, oh, she's cool. I'm I'm cool with that. I think it's just not knowing the person 
and you don't know the dynamic between them. But once you see the dynamic... And then Jason said, and then, because he's not here, but I'm right. his voice tonight. Oh, great. He, he said, but Angie, you spend every evening, said, Jason, stalking my social media. <laughs> Who are my new friends? Right. Who is she? Who is this chick? Right, and well, all that. I and, know all your friends. Who are these new female yeah, who, friends? And then, and then, okay, so, and then you said you don't. So what do you think is the right balance? I mean, uh, because he said you do it Well, I used to do it, time. but if you remember, he also said, I haven't done it in years. Remember, he said that I did do it at first, and I did because I don't think, you know, we're, we were still kind of new, right. and I wasn't sure, you know, he, he hadn't earned my trust in that way yet, mm -hmm. and I'm, I always go into relationships a little bit, like, freaked out, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So at first I did, you know, like, who's this new girl? I feel like I know your friends, like, why all of a sudden? <laughs> but then I stopped. Every now and then, if I see somebody's getting extra attention that I don't know, mm -hmm. I'll be like, well, who's this chick that you keep liking all her pictures and commenting on everything? If I remember well, didn't he say last Tuesday was the last time you actually asked that I question? I think. I don't know. It, that's what he said. It could, it could be. You might be right. Yeah, I, said, I, I tend to ignore him when he talks about things like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there are a lot of, you know, I've never busted him. So that was... That wasn't the intent, but people do bust people all the time cheating on social media. True, but Angie, what do you think is fair? Okay, so people make new friends. What's what do you think is the uh, right way and the wrong way, Angie? I, I'm I'm cool with him being friends with whoever he wants to be friends with. I just also am expecting honesty when I ask about it. If I ask about it, just be honest. Agreed. And I think that's fair, right? And he is. Okay, so there are a lot of ways people get busted. One of them is on social media. Let's talk about some of the ways. You've busted Simon. I want you to think if you've ever busted somebody cheating on you. How did you find out? I've got a crazy story about somebody, not my husband. <laughs> and we have some uh, comments of other people who busted their yeah. significant others in crazy ways. What happened? We'll talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about ways you've busted your partner cheating. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, I found this list of people on uh, yourtango.com who talked about how they found out somebody was cheating. Yeah. One says he got another woman pregnant. Well, that's pretty obvious oh, that he's okay. cheating. So here we, okay, yeah. here we go. I found out he was cheating when his <laughs> ex-girlfriend called to let me know there was a baby in the belly. Uh, whoopsie. And that, Oopsie that, doopsie. Yeah, it was still going on. A uh, female co-worker and I were both sleeping with the same guy. So apparently at this <laughs> job, you're not supposed to let it known if you're inter-office dating, which really helped this dude out to date a lot of girls because you can't talk about it, right? That's right. So then she found out at work. Did you ever bust anybody that you were dating cheating? I, I busted an ex-girlfriend of mine years ago. How? But sadly, in the old days, I used to go to clubs in my 20s. Yeah. And I went there, and I couldn't find her. And she was French kissing like crazy some dude I didn't know. And that's what... <laughs> I found out. That's how you found out. Yeah. You just walked into the club just, and she I was want, there. I wanted to puke. Oh. I still remember the feeling. Oh, no. You, you know, you look at somebody you're kind of in love with and you see the passion and her kissing that idiot. That idiot. Of course he's an idiot. <laughs> of, course, of, course. of course. Of course. I busted a guy I was dating. I was really, really young. It was when I first started dating guys. But I saw that he had a woman's phone number on a like written on a piece of paper. Like he got it somewhere, a woman's yeah. phone number. So I had it in my hand and I asked him, who is this yeah. phone number? Yeah. He grabbed it out of my hand and ate it. I mean, if that's not obvious that somebody is cheating. Man, that's motivation. Uh, he, I'm like, hello, you're obviously cheating. If you went and ate the piece of paper with the phone number on it, 
hello. Come on. I know. That's pretty bad, right? Um, so needless to say, we were done yeah, after that. I would say. <laughs> well, let's get some of our callers on the line. People yes. are calling right now to talk about their story. 855-905-8255. How were you busted or how did you bust your significant other cheating when we come back on The Rendezvous? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. So we've been talking about how you busted somebody cheating. Mm-hmm. It's the worst feeling in the entire world. And of course, when that happens, our phone lines blow up because I don't know one person on earth that has been in dating relationships that has not found out somebody was cheating at some point in your life. C'est la vie. It's the worst feeling. But let's go to the line. Uh, Clearwater, Florida is here. Let's say hello to Tara. Hey, Tara. Bonjour. Hi, how are you? Good. Good, Tara. How are you? Well, <laughs> I was listening to your show, and I have a story about busting my boyfriend or Uh-oh. ex, I should say. Of course, um, I was. I'm happy you said ex because we were going to have a little <laughs> chit chat. But let's hear yeah, the story about how you busted. Definitely an ex. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I was looking through some of his photos, and I saw an Instagram that had tagged him of another woman kissing him, and I was like, "What?" Mm is this and it was like oh my god the worst feeling like you said and he was like oh that's that's an old picture you know that was ages ago it's like no you just got your hair cut like that it was like there's no uh, way this is an old picture so you um, guys were in a committed oh. relationship and this was like a recently posted picture of him kissing oh, another yeah. girl so yeah, even like dating. Okay, so even if you have been dating and he says this is an old picture, why are you putting old pictures of you kissing another girl on your Instagram when you have a girlfriend? Hello. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, seriously. Uh, well, she posted it and tagged him. Still. But I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not good <laughs> Not good. Way. Not good, Tara. So, and you're now single or you're dating or are you in a new relationship? single. All right. <laughs> he really broke my heart. Aww. So, well, we're sorry to hear that, Tara. He did you a favor. He favor. He yeah. showed you who he well, you was. So. Have such a positive, <laughs> positive <laughs> look at it. So, thank you for that. All right, thank you for calling the rendezvous. More when we come back, we're going to talk about certain people who are more likely to cheat than others, um, and we're going to talk about that. Some yes. people, there are qualities, characteristics you can look mm-hmm. for. Let's discuss that next on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about cheating. Mm -hmm. Uh, It comes up a lot on this show because it's all about love and dating and romance. And unfortunately, cheating is one of the things that go along with that. Surely is. We found this list of people who cheat the most. And this is according to science. So it's very official. This has been studied. Okay. Who are the people that cheat? Who are they? Um, Wait, let me ask first. How old are you? I'm 48. You're 48. People whose age ends in nine cheat the most. People turning an age that ends nine, like people 29, 39, 49. I'm glad you asked me this question right now, actually. Really? Yeah, because in a couple of months. You know. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> so, but you, for te- now, you tend to have major self and uh, life-altering 19, choices. 19, 29, 39. 49. 49 doesn't count. Why? Because you're going to be 49? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll remember that when I turn 39 then. Yep. Or I should say 49. Oh my gosh, 49. Um, tall guys. A study from a dating what? site found that dudes over 5'10 are twice as likely to cheat on their partners. So, Simon, that's two strikes against you already. You better you better. <laughs> it keep... is, because I'm 6'1", 6'3". Okay, so I know. You're very tall and handsome. No, no, I thank you. I know about handsome, but I love, I am. I love tall. Uh, the French... 
According oh, to of course. <laughs> I knew that was coming. According to another survey, 75% of the French admit to cheating. Simon, this, Shame on us. this is bad. That's strike three. Uh, so I apologize in the name of all the French dudes of, and women, also, by the way. Uh, well, because it's 75%, so it's not just the men, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, shopaholics. Are you a shopaholic no, by any chance? I, you know, but. I, I know am. somebody else. Yeah, uh, I'm a shopaholic. Saw <laughs> so it firsthand. And so is my husband, by the way. Yeah, that's both of you. Uh, typical adulterous female users are, or female uh, cheaters, are serious shoppers. More than a third of the women surveyed said they spend more on their appearance since they started cheating. And of course, then you're going to be shopping a lot, right? Interesting. Another thing with the female is teachers. Uh, teachers? Ty- yeah. Typically, a cheating wife is likely to be a teacher. Hopefully not with your students. That would be bad and illegal, illegal. in most cases. Are you yeah. serious? I don't, really? Do you think that's possible? They don't really say why. They just say teachers. teachers. Because are teachers meeting a lot of other teachers? Eh, yeah, I guess. But in any job, you know. Yeah, we meet people here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, men who work in IT, the guys, the computer you know, geniuses at your work, uh, they say these okay. guys are sneaky Cheating husbands, according to a survey. Um, blonde women, 42% of cheating women have blonde hair. Really? Mm, only 11% of women with black hair are cheaters. It doesn't say about the brown. I guess that would be, you know, there's a lot of brown-haired people, so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with all of these, but, Simon, that's, that's not looking good to you. Do you did you find it that uh, with people that cheat or anybody that you dated, yeah. there was a common thread yeah, I mean, I think being French as an advantage, the romance disadvantages disadvantage the cheating. Yeah. The fact that we have mistresses and lovers back home, the fact that we have been educated maybe in a different way in that matter. Right. Right. I mean, so that is a very different. But at the same time, just to defend the French, mm-hmm. we do not uh, uh, date multiple people at the same time, right? Because we, you know, exclusivity starts at the first French kiss. So I don't know about the survey. You know, 75% of the <laughs> French people cheat. Right. Um, because people are people. I don't know. It's Culturally, it's more accepted in French than here. Yep. No question. So do, is it considered cheating then in, in France? Is that cheating? If it's out in the open, it is, right? But Only, not- yeah, because it says uh, if you're not seen... Uh, the eyes do not see, do not cry. If you are caught, you are hanged oh, in French. Wow. So all you don't see, you don't care. But don't ever be don't caught. let me know or about it. Then... Women, French women, will take it really badly. No disrespect in public. Or like the earlier person who busted their boyfriend cheating when the ex-girlfriend said she was pregnant with his baby. That's well, a good. That, yeah, that exactly. <laughs> That's very obvious. But, but there is there's something that that you said. It make me think about you know at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's appropriate to date at work or not? I really think it depends on where you work and what you're doing. Why? What difference does it make where you work? Um, Because some places are a lot more strict and professional. I don't think it's a really good idea because you're going to have to work with that person if the things fall apart. And then, you know, who knows the gossip and blah, blah, blah. But I, I can see how it starts a lot of times. But... Who knows? Because you know, 60% of Americans date and marry people from their work and business. I believe that because look how much we work. We're always at work. 60%. Yeah. You work, you know, yeah. dimension, and, and, and yeah, that's where you meet and that's where you yep. meet love. Speaking of work, we're going to go to a question for you, Simon. Okay. A date or dump. Oh, yes. It's actually for both of us. We're yes, going to find is, out. This is a work-related dating subject. Let's go to date or dump when we return.
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Interesting, Simon, that you brought up dating people at work because we have a question about that today. And date or dump. dump. This comes to us from Shelly from Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. She says, hey, Simon and Angie. uh, So I went on a couple of dates with this guy from my work, but I've been hearing through the grapevine that he is about to get fired. Supposedly, uh, somebody busted him stealing something from work. I don't know all the specifics. I really liked him, but now I'm wondering, should I continue to date this guy? Should I date or dump him? What do you think, Simon? Shelly, thanks for emailing us. Um, I don't... Ah, ooh, la la. I mean, we innocent until proven guilty on one end. Right. Right. So I don't know if he did it or not. But if he's about to get fired, I would think that they've got some proof on it, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal to get fired. I, no, I said dump. 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 I said, what do you say, Angie? Well, I don't think the issue is dating somebody at work in this case. I think the issue is dating a thief. And I don't think you want to date a thief. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to date a delinquent. Right. I yeah. mean, even if you liked him, um, what are you going to do? If you do date him, are you going to bring him around to your company holiday party? Nobody's going to want to see him there. You don't want to date a guy with that reputation. Why start in a bad, ugly place? Exactly. Why start with the drama? You right. Know, uh, you know, start like, fresh. Yeah, you, you like to think you, you, you start like you're walking hand in hand by the ocean, the mountains, a park, or uh, a lake. Lovely. Not with the HR department saying you're fired. Right, exactly. It's a different kind of heat. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. So we both agree, Simon, to dump, dump him. Dump him, Shelly. Start fresh in the morning. Try not to do somebody at work, though. Agreed. Okay. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. Our phone lines are open. We're talking love and romance and dating. And Simon, you started telling me a story that I said, whoa, 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 save that for the air because I thought this was an interesting subject about a couple you saw. Yeah, I was having dinner a couple nights ago, and uh, I was alone with the, the New York Times, actually. You and the New York Times having that, dinner that was, together. Yeah, my, my Very favorite, nice. my, my more classic uh-huh. and, and reliable date, the New York Times these days. <laughs> Always shows up every day. <laughs> on time. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, on time. Anyway, and then right in front of me, there was this couple, I would say late 50s, and I noticed that the man was in his iPhone, mm-hmm. she had no iPhone, and not a word was said for at least the first course, the second course, nothing. Married? It, married couple? Married couple. Yeah, you can okay, tell they're married. Married mm-hmm. couples, really, you know... Just I'm watching them, and the woman is bored stiff. I can tell. And then I got, I felt it was sad, uncomfortable, and sad. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Oh, you could talk to me and all this." Says, oh, I, don't, "I don't have anything to say to you right now. I'm, you know, I'm looking at something." And she said to him, she "said You've been looking at this this phone from the beginning of our meal. Not nice." And it really touched me, Angie. And I said to myself, "What's the difference between having a comfortable silence and an uncomfortable silence?" Hmm. Right. So because. What do you think, Angie, is the difference? Like, have you go, for instance, with Jason to a restaurant. How long have you been the most silent without saying a word to each other? Mm, that's interesting because... Until you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, and if you're married for, you know, you said they were in their 50s. They could be, yeah. have been married for 30 years. I yeah. mean, do you run out of things to say? Let's talk about that. Yes, let's... The difference between the good silence... And maybe not so good. The uncomfortable one. Yes, the uncomfortable silence. When we return on The Rendezvous. 
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking love, dating, romance, marriage, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable silence (laughs) in marriage. Simon, you told a story about a married couple you'd seen. You said they were in their 50s. They were in their 50s. Sitting at dinner next to you, not saying a word. Sad. Not a word. He was on his iPhone all the time. All the time. Throughout most of the dinner. First course, third course, first course, second course. Then she started to be mad at him. And then uh, by dessert, he was really upset. And then she cried. Oh, she was crying. She, you know, she said, "You never speak to me. You have nothing to say." He just said, "Leave me alone." I'm, you know, we have this discussion a million times beforehand. Right. And then I didn't want to be obnoxious. I don't like to stare. So. But I could see, I can see it in my head. Like they're at the table next to Simon, and Simon's all leaning over, like <laughs> eavesdropping. But, like, oh, this is good material it, for the show. Yeah, I mean, they were they were really <laughs> almost in front of me on the left side. So, I, I was I watched, I listened, and then I felt really bad, Angie, and then I start to think about, you know, I've never been married and in a situation like this, but I've, I I think if you've been together for many years, mm-hmm. what makes it a good silence and what makes it like it was for this, this wife, an uncomfortable, sad evening? Right. I think it's all in the effort that you put in because, listen, if you're married, what, 30 years maybe, they're in their late 50s, they could have been married 30 years, they have dinner together all the time. Sometimes you run out maybe. I don't know what kind of conversationalist they are away from dinner, but even if you're not you know, great conversationalist. I'm thinking about my husband in those terms. And yeah. there's some times where you are sitting at dinner and you just don't feel like chatting. You don't have a lot to say maybe. Yeah. Um, but if I feel like my husband is in that frame of mind, then I try to like maybe take take some of the pressure off and keep the conversation going. There's always got to be something to talk about. Whatever he's looking on, his iPhone, if he's reading, why not talk to your wife about that? Or that, That's what, if you are a gentleman, I would have said exactly that. I would have included her in yeah. one of the topic. Do you agree? Do you think? Remember, he knew she had no iPhone. Right. And with that came the rudeness and the disrespect. Right. If only one of you has a device or a newspaper to distract yourself, right. you owe it to your wife to include, include her, her in the reading. Because this is a restaurant. She, if she doesn't have anything to read and no iPhone, that's why I thought it was very mean. Right. And then... If it's that compelling that it's keeping her from conversation or keeping him from conversation for course upon course then and, she should know about it and and so to the definition of what's an, uh, uh, what's the uh, a, a silence that is uncomfortable it's i think the unspoken was not so much about what was said or not said during the, the, the on the on the ipad or the phone the real thing is years and years of resentment mm-hmm. and i was there and my instinct as a man said there is tons of resentment yeah. between those two. Well, the fact that she was crying at the end, at the end, it, it sounds could, out of frustration. Maybe it happens often, and she was sick of it at yeah, that point. You know what was really sad, and I hope it never happens. If you're listening to us now, is I saw in his eyes a form of of contempt of I've had it. Like he didn't care. He was exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. Exhausted to deal with that, mm-hmm. and she was exhausted. Of him. Even that could have been a conversation. You know, anything that I, is, they're I, communicating. I almost wanted to reach out to him and said, Talk why don't her. you include her a little bit on what you are reading? <laughs> I wanted to. And I, do you think I should have? No. It's no. Sometimes it's like, especially from a stranger, because you never know yeah. what people are going through. True. It could be awful. You know, maybe maybe she did something horrible. Maybe she's cheating on him and he's like Googling divorce attorneys. You don't know what they're going through. I, I agree. I didn't. But I was very touched. And I told you that, you know, it was off air. I told Angie that story. I said, you know, it was sad to see a couple in such a, a amount of, of sadness, mm-hmm. distance from each other and disappointment. And that sound of silence. You have to find a way to communicate. You really do. 
It is sad to see that, but I think that's why it's important that people keep their own lives away from their spouse. You have to have things to talk about at the end of the day. I have never watched my parents out of conversations. They've been married for 52 years. I mean, you can talk about what's in the news, what's going Even on with the weather. Oh, my, my husband and I love to gossip about what's going on in our friends' lives. At least it's something to talk. <laughs> if we're not talking about each other and our love life, it's so fun to gossip about other people's loves, <laughs> love lives, you know? Exactly. But I think it's what is being romantic is paying attention. Yes. Speaking to your partner is an expression of love. Agree. And I think the silence, the silence of so, the sound of silence of, what do you would call it, of, of contempt, of, of hate, of... Silence will kill a relationship. The, it can. Yes. The wrong silence. Yes. The wrong silence can kill a relationship. The right silence can help build it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Simon. Comfortable silence is very different. If you're crying during comfortable silence, that's probably not a good situation. No, we have a problem. Yeah, we have a problem. Uh, more of The Rendezvous. We're going to actually go to our emails and do bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. When we return on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simonandangie.com as well is our place to go. Mm -hmm. It's our website. You can catch everything on there. And you can send us emails from there, too. We have one here uh, from Jeanette from White Plains, New York. She says, bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Jeanette. I have a question about men in general. I was talking to my friend about players, and she said the players are just men who have been hurt in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? And if so, what makes a player change? Uh, Simon, do you think that players are just guys that have been hurt before? Some are, for some, sure. Some, some. are. The question is they've been hurt at you know by their own mother, and they want to take revenge on women because their mother was terrible with them. Ah, that could they start don't have there. respect for women because yeah, of that. Start there. The second one would be the kind where you fall in love at 15, between 15 and 20 or 25, and you get cheated on or it's terrible, and then you decide to take revenge, you become a player. Or the third one... You call a pair, it's a man who hasn't found his true love yet. I see, and that's so what I think. So it all depends how and who you're talking to. Don't you think sometimes it's just a phase? Like men go through player phase. I know some women, we go through our little hoe phase, you know, where we <laughs> go out and, and do what we do. I mean, I think people go through phases, and then sometimes you grow out of it, or you grow up, or you want to settle down. Yes, because if you think of, of Warren Beatty, for instance, you know, or oh, Michael perfect. Douglas, okay, yeah, yeah. people like that, you know, and then they all settle down and have kids, right. have three kids. So, you know, they got to get it out of their system. That, yes, they played and then they fell in love. So, what makes a player change? Falling in love. You That's just said true it. True love. I, true true love, love can change anyone. True love can change a player. If one Betty became, you know, a father, a husband, and, and Michael Douglas and all those guys, then I guess there's hope for everybody. I agree with you, Simon. <laughs> love, love can change it all. True. We're all about love here. We'll talk more love on the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we just had an email from Jeanette asking about changing a player. And we were talking about players off the air. What were you thinking, Simon, about that? Well, I was thinking that, yes, true love can change a player. History has shown it, right? Mm -hmm. All the celebrities, all of this. There is something that I wanted to add. You're a woman. You have this magic tool, intuition. Yes. There is no players that can play you if you follow your intuition. Well, yeah, you're only a player or you're only allowed to be played. Exactly. Yes. And so to that, I think instead of wondering who's a player and who's not, you must wonder, am I following my intuition, my guts, my, my, am I following my female and wonderful intuition? Yes. Because, and usually it's only later on, oh, he's a player, this, that. At the beginning, 
You knew. You knew. You knew, but you didn't. But we're not. attracted sometimes to that. All you got to do, Angie, mm-hmm. is listen to your intuition. Right. I said to my goddaughter, she's 21, all this. I said, in life, do not listen to anybody else at the very end when right. it comes to men. You intuition. Yeah, but sometimes people know. You know, we know full on you're a player, and it's kind of exciting. Can we tame the beast? Can we make him fall in love with us? Like we're the one that finally and, and broke there, his spell. And that can happen also. Yes. So I don't blame anybody for trying. But also there is a lightness of of being, which is we only have one life. Let's say you dated a player and you've had a wonderful time, and at the end, you know, he, things stops and he go with somebody else. Enjoy the time you've had. Right. Because I really believe it's all about the quality of time here and now. And you, there's lessons to be learned in all of it, too. Because there's a reason you went for the player. There's yes. a reason you allowed it. Yes. And, and what you enjoyed with and right. what you did not enjoy with it. And hopefully you learn, right? Yeah, exactly. If you only date players, Houston, you have a problem. Well, Houston, we have a problem. You know who has a problem? Are who? some of these people on hold, the listeners of our show that, yes. that need some advice, Simon. Yeah. Uh, if you need any advice, 855-905-8255. Let's go to the phones when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Hello, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. I am Angie Taylor. We're taking your calls, 855-905-8255. You can email us anytime, too, if you need some relationship or dating or love advice at Mm therendezvousshow.com. But right now, let's go to the phone, Simon. We're going to go to Washington, D.C. Say hello to Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Bonjour, Nikki. Bonjour. Hi. How are you? Hi, Nikki. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good, but I, I need some advice. I'm not going to lie. That's what we're here for. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, just to let you guys know, I've been seeing this guy for like the past few weeks. And I, I it might sound terrible, but we've been hanging out. We we're supposed to hang out tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a text that he wasn't feeling well and asked if we could reschedule. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you don't feel good. No problem. Mm-hmm. We made plans for this weekend. So we just put it off until the weekend. Mm-hmm. But... I just went online and I noticed that he's tagged in a picture on Facebook oh, with a bunch of his friends oh, at a bar. Oh, he's a liar. He's a naughty, by- and, naughty uh, man. And that's what I'm saying. What do you think about this? Should I just let this guy go or should I ask him about it? Well, it's only been a few weeks. Yeah, only a few weeks. Only about four it's weeks. It's so, so shady. I mean, let him is. go, girl. Let him go. Let him go. You play, you pay. That's right. I mean, he's already lying a few weeks into it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I was thinking about that. And you the picture that'll... was and the picture was time stamped. So you know he's how so... people like sign and whatever. So I right. know it was the night that we're supposed to get together. And so it wasn't a few days before that. It wasn't, you know. So not only is he a liar, but he's just dumb because he's letting people Ugh. take pictures of him when he's out and he knows he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to be sick, right? So I I would cut him off. Simon, what do you think? Uh, you play, you pay. I think you have to cut him off. I agree with Angie. You know, obviously he's not that into you and he's right. a liar. So that's not the right way to start anything good. So, you know, it, you know the good thing about this is early on. Exactly. He showed you what he was made of. He showed you who he was. And spared yeah. you a lot of, you know, heartaches. It's a good thing it's now and not six months down the road when it, you're really invested. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like a sign. Cut your losses on that one, Nikki. Yeah, I will. I mean, he's fine, but he's not that fine. You know? <laughs> like, he, he ain't all that. I mean, he's okay, but he's not all no. that. <laughs> he's okay, but he's not, yeah. Well, I so suggest you, you go out and timestamp some pictures of you and all your girls out at the bar, <laughs> and then boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to let him go. There yes. you go. Good. 
Right on, Nikki. Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. Good luck to you. If you want to ask Simon and I a question, uh, go ahead. Phone lines are open, 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the ooh-la-la studios. Bonsoir, Angie. Hello. We covered it all tonight. Social media, relationships regarding that, uh, the types of people who are most likely to cheat, a whole bunch of cheating. Uh, that list is on simonandangie.com. We talked about players. Mm-hmm. And Simon, you had a great Simon Says tonight. Thanks, Angie. I said and I mean it. True love can change anyone. True love can change anyone. And why do we say that? We talked about players like Warren Bettys, like Michael Douglas, like many of the George superstars. Clooney. Look at George Clooney. Thank you, Angie. Hello. So we have to understand, at one point, all these men find true love. Yes. Might be you or it might not be. In the meantime, follow your intuition. Yes, true love. True love's kiss, like a Disney yes. movie. <laughs> so true, so true. I mentioned the website, simonandangie.com. Head over there. If you want to hear any of the show tonight, you might have missed any of the past shows on the podcast, as well as a place for you to send emails to the show if you need some advice at any time. We'd be happy to answer uh, any questions that you have. And you can see Simon's, uh, any of the videos from the FYI channel. We, ha- we have plenty. Thank you, Angie. In bed with Simon. Yes. Check you know, our website, simonandangie.com. And there's about 15 or 16 episodes. You're going to have a great time. I love your show. Thank you, Angie. FYI, in bed with Simon. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.